Alright everybody, we're back again with another episode of Pass, Play, or Purchase. This is your host, Kevin. And this is Leanne. As always, thanks for listening. So today we're going to take a look at Takenoko, which translates to Bamboo Sprout. Hmm. Yep, where you and up to three other players will tend to a bamboo garden in order to score the most victory points. And this is done through action selection and moving a gardener and bamboo-loving giant panda to cultivate and eat three different varieties of bamboo. So Takenoko was designed by Antoine Bauza of Seven Wonders fame. Mm-hmm. On, of course, many, many other games as well. And uh, was published by Bombix. So the game is estimated to last about 45 minutes. And yeah, uh, sounds like a pretty good ballpark. Uh, given where we've played this mostly as a four-player game. Uh, yeah, I would say it's maybe gone a little bit past, but, you know, again, yeah, a, a decent ballpark. So the game is actually still available, even though it came out in 2011. Wow, I didn't realize it came out in 2011 that long ago. Yep, it's definitely an older game, but uh, I don't know, maybe it's still in print, I guess, or... At least there's still availability. So for whatever that's worth, uh, if you're interested, yeah, it's uh, one of those where it's not outrageously priced. The rough cost when I did a search was about $34. But of course, as always, feel free to check with your uh, favorite local store. Now on to the mechanics. I'll turn things over to Leanne. Thanks, Kevin. So Takinoko, um, it has a very cute theme as Kevin describes. So we're making a bamboo garden and there is in fact a little gardener meeple and yes, a, a panda meeple that you get to move around the board. So that's fun. The object of the game is to be the first player to complete a certain number of objectives. And the number of objectives will vary depending on whether you're playing with two players, three players or four players. But basically what you're trying to do is complete a certain number of objectives and there's three kinds. First, there is the type of objective where you collect sets of bamboo. The second is that you might need to arrange and irrigate garden tiles. And the third is you might need to grow bamboo of a specific color to a specific height. So what you do in the game is you move the panda and the gardener and cultivate the garden to achieve what you want. I would call this super basic terraforming and action selection. Such a fancy term. <laughs> I mean, terraforming. terraforming. It basically isn't that what gardening is. I mean, wow. it's so, you know, so you have these meeples and you have these uh, hexagonal garden tiles, and that's what makes up the play area. So what you do on every turn is you roll the weather die and you take, you get to take two actions. Um, you can flip and lay one of those tiles to expand the garden. You can move the panda uh, as far as you want in any direction orthogonally. You can move the gardener, same thing. You can gain an irrigation channel, which is uh, blue sticks, just like in Roads in Catan, that kind of blue stick. Uh, and you can draw an objective card. Those are the types of actions you could take. And you, when you take your two actions, it usually has to be two different actions. However, Rolling the weather die uh, before you do your actions is an important step because the weather might affect your actions. If it's sunny weather, then you get to take a third action. That's usually, honestly, I think one of the best weather conditions. Uh, if you have rain, it might grow extra bamboo. Wind actually lets you take the same action twice 
So you can use your two actions on a turn to do the same thing twice. The lightning moves the panda anywhere. I guess thematically the panda gets scared, runs anywhere in the garden, and immediately eats one section of bamboo. Food. <laughs> Comfort food, exactly. The weather die might also let you gain an improvement. And these are little tokens that uh, you can hold in reserve and deploy later onto garden tiles that might irrigate a tile. And I'll talk about that in just a sec. Um, it might be an improvement that says no panda eating on this tile. So that bamboo can grow without pandas, you know, chomping it down. Or it might be an extra rake, which actually helps the gardener in terms of growing the bamboo faster. Um, or, you know, the, the sixth side of the die is uh, cloudy, you know, wild, basically, and you can get uh, a certain, you know, of your choice. So the first player to complete the required number of objectives triggers the last round, takes the Master Gardener card that's worth two points, and then everyone else gets one more turn and the game ends and you tally your points. And that's basically Takenoko. The thing I want to mention is about the, the tiles and the irrigation. So the way that the game board is set up, there's a central tile and it's the, I guess, the tea house and the lake in the middle uh, thematically. And then you have green, yellow, and pink uh, tiles that represent the different types of bamboo that are growing in this garden. And those get revealed and placed throughout the game. When You know, like when I said, oh, you can do an action to flip and lay a tile. So tiles have to be irrigated in order for bamboo to grow. So the tiles that get placed immediately around that central starting tile, which has the pond, they're automatically irrigated, right? Because they border the pond. But as you build the tiles outward from the pond, you're going to need irrigation channels that connect the from the pond outward uh, in order for those tiles to have water and grow bamboo. So um, that's the game. That's Takenoko. All right, thanks for that rundown. So I guess we'll get into our notes. Uh, now I'll start off, of course, as usual with the positive. So for me, yeah, I'm a fan of the artwork on the tiles, the cards, I mean, even the game manual. Uh, when I last checked, I mean, of course, you know, aside from having like the thematic matching, what gardener, uh, panda, that kind of stuff, I think there was a little comic that set up the introduction of how, you know, the, the theme of this game came to be. So I thought that was kind of nice. It's something you don't really see too often. So yeah, I mean, that's that's terrific. And of course, I know it was already referenced earlier, but I think best of all, uh, the minis. So the gardener mini and then the panda mini. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's terrific. They are uh, detailed in the way that they look and then they are painted. So I think that's pretty cool as well. Uh, the panda, of course, is mostly black and white, but I mean, hey, again, I just think it's pretty neat. Uh, the bamboo is also kind of interesting where it is meant to stack. So uh, if you can imagine, it's these kind of cylindrical pegs, maybe, if you will. And that's how you stack them up uh, to determine the height of the bamboo. And then, you know, it's shaped in a way that's it's not just a plain cylinder and it has different colors, little uh, leaves printed or I should say painted onto it. So again, just, you know, makes it very fun, helps you really dive into the theme. So yeah, I like that. Uh, and I guess maybe the other part is there is some strategy involved, although it is a light game. Uh, so I don't know for, for what that's worth. And 
it's relatively easy to set up and teach. So yeah, again, points for that. Now, as far as my words of caution, as mentioned earlier, yeah, it is a lighter game. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt, obviously. I guess as a point of reference, I would say, yeah, lighter than, say, Seven Wonders. Oh, for so, sure. Definitely. Yep. yep. But, you know, aside from that, really, it is a pretty solid game. So I think uh, as long as you can, you know, appreciate and enjoy specifically really that card objective fulfillment mechanic, uh, because that's the major driver to this, then, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty solid. What do you think? I agree with you. It's a super cute theme. I mean, how many games can you think of that get where you get to move a panda around and eat bamboo? And the panda is pretty cute. They made him chubby and and you know the the gardener has this very comical uh, surprised expression on his face, as you probably would be too if you were trying your best to grow your plants and then they kept uh, shrinking down in height for no apparent reason. I think this is a good intro game for new players for sure because it it has just enough strategy that it's certainly you know not only random luck um, it has those interestingly shaped tiles and it has the set collection mechanic so you do have some planning and thinking and it's a it's a competitive game right so of course that's going to get points from me my words of caution I think it is uh, still very much a luck influence type of game because there is the weather die that you roll uh, and that will really uh, determine or influence the actions that you take. And then also the tile flipping, uh, those tiles are, are stacked all face down, right? So the colors of the tiles that you reveal, it's going to be random. Um, I think the game, one one word of caution from me, I think the game is slightly solved maybe when I've seen us play it. It seems like the bamboo collecting objectives, the ones where you need to move the panda around and that's how he, you know, the, the panda eats bamboo and you're collecting a certain number of a certain color of bamboo. That seems to be the type of objective that everyone quickly does, you know, in the start of the game. And then you edge out on points later in the game by then growing bamboo to specific heights or doing specific colors. And that's because obviously it takes time for you to actually place the tiles in order to grow the bamboo. And you can't be growing bamboo successfully if everybody is trying to just move the panda around and eat. The tile laying objectives, I would say, are generally slowest to complete because they, those cards specify certain color of tiles and a certain configuration that they need to be in and they all need to be irrigated. So you can see where luck really plays into that and you might get really lucky or you might not. So those are my, my words of caution or maybe my uh, light strategy tips for Takenoko. All right. Well, I guess then that means it is decision time. And so for me, I would actually say it's a reasonably solid play. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, the overall mechanics are fine. And, you know, I think for, you know, air quotes, like for what it is, yeah, it's it's pretty good. Um, maybe I'm a fan, I guess, of, yeah, just draw your objectives and all of that. I don't know how to put it. It's just, yeah, uh, it's appropriately simple and light. And, yeah, I mean, again, that, that art, the theme, it's just very, very well done. So, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. 
I actually think it might be a pass for me at the moment, and I'm super sad to say that. Especially because you wanted to play it last, well, most recently. Well, that's so that's the thing. I wanted to play it, I did, and then we played it, and now I feel like maybe I got my Takenoko fix for now. So when I was prepping my show notes for this podcast, I was thinking, oh, do I, would I play it again really soon? Maybe not. I'm sure I'll change my mind and I will want to play it again down the road. I think it's a decent two-player or three-player game, which, you know, is is great. Um, we did play with four players most recently and it was still good, but I guess, um, or maybe that's just, there's other games right now that are really capturing my attention. So relatively, um, I feel like I've, I've gotten my fix for the moment. Wow. All right. Well, there you have it. Uh, one play and one pass. So a little bit uh, controversial here, but I guess it is what it is. So on that note, I guess we'll wrap things up. And as always, thanks for listening. We hope to catch you on the next episode. Thank you.